Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Hi, welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bellotto. It's going to be a super show today, and we're going to end it with trivia. So listen closely throughout the whole show because the trivia question is going to be based on something that happens right here in the show today. And with that, Kim, let's bring in our first guest. Well, you know, Alvin, we're going to change gears just a little bit. And I'm so happy to bring on uh, a partner here at um, Shell Magazine and also in the Oil Patch Radio Show, Alphabet Energy. Today, we have Matt Scullin, who is the founder and CEO of Alphabet Energy. Matt, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. You know, one of the things that we love to do, Matt, is to spotlight some of these really great companies that are doing amazing things, especially in the areas of, like, technology. And um, Alphabet Energy really has some great dynamic things product-wise that you guys are working on. They're really helping advance the energy sector. So I want to get into that with you. Currently, though, where is Alphabet Energy located? Where's your corporate office? And how long have you guys been around? Yeah, so Alphabet Energy is uh, based between Houston, Texas, and Silicon Valley, uh, Bay Area, California. And we've been around for about seven years. Well, that's a pretty large stretch there, but both beautiful, beautiful uh, states. So, Matt, I just want to ask briefly about, so you are the founder and CEO. Briefly, what's your background? So, uh, my background um, is a technical one. I'm an engineer uh, by training, Um, did a PhD in material science from Berkeley, uh, but also have worked in uh, the technology uh, business uh, have worked at IBM and General Motors in the past. And over the past seven years in running Alphabet Energy and growing it from really just uh, a lab concept and some intellectual property that we licensed out of universities all the way up to the business that we have today, have spent a lot of time in the oil patch uh, and a lot of time with oil and gas customers, really understanding their their problems and how they operate and how our core technology, this uh, thermoelectric breakthrough that we have, can really be helpful to them. So let's break down the problem briefly. What is the problem with uh, oil and gas producers in the way that they were doing uh, recovery of oil and how did um, Alphabet Energy help them become more energy efficient? Yeah, so the well, what, one of one of the biggest issues in the oil and gas industry today in North America is flaring. So through the oil and gas boom over the past few years, there was a, a big push to make sure that wellhead gas. So associated gas um, that, that is you know, naturally found in, in oil wells or, or in gas wells that needs to be controlled, uh, you know, if, if not sent to market, then traditionally vented, uh, there was a push to make sure that this gas was flared. 
And furthermore, there's been a push from the EPA at the federal level to make sure that this gas wasn't just flared, but was combusted. Uh, and a combustor is a form of a flare uh, that doesn't have an open flame at the top of a stick that we're all kind of used to seeing um, at a well pad or a refinery, uh, but instead has a flame inside of a chimney. And this leads to much better uh, destruction efficiency and a much more efficient breakdown of the uh, of the real um, you know carbon emitters in, uh, in that that are being that are being flared. So uh, through this um, you know through through the through the oil and gas boom, a lot of companies had to install uh, flaring combustion uh, systems, and in so doing, even though you know this was a lot better than venting. States and federal agencies realized, well, there's a lot of gas being wasted. And through the flaring combustion process, there are a lot of emissions associated with those. And in many instances, companies, uh, even very recently, have been fined uh, enormous amounts for exceeding certain permitted allowances or have actually had their production shut in because they've exceeded certain flaring uh, or combustion allowances. And so flaring combustion has really risen to the forefront of issues that oil and gas companies are, are having, particularly in this sort of low or volatile oil and gas price uh, environment. You know, within both uh, the Permian Basin, the oil patch, and all of the shale revolution that was occurring, you know, five, six years ago, the environmental groups and cities and, of course, the EPA regulatory permitting, uh, the RRC, which is the Texas Railroad Commission, everyone was very concerned about flaring and how do we do this better. And my thought has always been that we take people who are very talented from outside of the energy industry and allow them to go to work on what they do best, which is finding solutions for the energy industry, along with them as well helping uh, entrepreneurs like yourself uh, understand what are the problems. And it's so great to see that Alphabet Energy has actually been one of these great companies that have really, you know, have bubbled to the top to show not only can we take uh, and create rep, uh, power for you guys, but we can also change that into a better way of flaring for you guys and being more energy efficient as well as um probably giving a great rate of return on their dollar for their investment. Um, but I want to ask you just briefly as well on, um, you know, access to the grid and outside of here in the United States, do you work with any other countries that also might have this lack of access to power or electrical grids? And um, are you having any luck in other countries as well to assist them? Because they are also a concern. The United States usually is always in front of the game of trying to be more energy efficient, look out for the environment, but that's not always the same with other countries. So do you have any customers that are outside the United States? Well, uh, you, you know, first of all, on, on the subject of, you know, the PGC, um, that's right. Uh, you know, we, we we saw that there was a, you know, a, a very serious issue associated with flaring and, and a real opportunity for new technology to make a big impact in the oil and gas industry. And, and because the oil and gas industry requires 
very high reliability at very remote places, um, you know, we saw a huge opportunity for thermoelectrics, which are solid state and have a proven track record in the oil and gas industry, to be uh, a, a solution that could check all the boxes for oil and gas producers, and you know, not least of which is that it provides really good economics. I mean, by installing a PDC, a producer is lowering their cost of production because now they are eliminating the pneumatic or power source that they previously had on site with a PGC, but they are doing so with a piece of equipment that they have to have there anyway, which is a flare or combustor. So Matt, you have some really exciting news, um, and I wanted to just talk a little bit about it and congratulate you. You guys uh, have a big announcement with one of the largest service providers in the world. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we're, we're really excited to have brought Schlumberger uh, on board as an investor in Alphabet Energy. And they really saw the need for a flaring solution and the value of the PGC early on. And then we're able to move quickly to get involved with Alphabet. So we are you know, leveraging our, our relationship with Schlumberger fully and we'll have some more exciting news uh, coming soon around our products um, and, and how they relate to, to Schlumberger's. And so, you know, overall, we, we have found that strong partnerships with companies like Schlumberger in the oil patch have been really helpful in, in getting to market and making sure that we're offering the best solution possible to our customers. Well, Matt, we are very excited for Alphabet Energy, and we look forward to you coming back on to talk to us when there is more developments. Um, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing with us what Alphabet Energy is doing and the great work that you guys are doing. And before you leave, can you tell our listeners where can they go to get more information if they want information on Alphabet Energy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Please check out our website, alphabetenergy.com. And Matt, one more time for our listeners, what's your website again? Alphabetenergy.com. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being a guest today on In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and thank you for sharing your technology with us. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, thanks again for your time. And with that, we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bellotto, and you know what? We'll be right back. Great companies take great care of their employees. Ensure the well-being of your workforce with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired to the time they retire. From pre-employment screenings to routine immunizations to on-site injury care and more, trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your employees' health care needs. Health care that comes to you. Call 1-866-334-2485. Again, that's 1-866-334-2485. Hi, Haley Curry here, Vice President of External Affairs at the South Texas Energy and Economic Roundtable, or STEER. STEER is calling all oil and gas industry companies, contractors, and all community stakeholders to submit an entry or nominate a deserving company or organization for the fourth annual Eagleford Excellence Awards. 
The Eagleford Excellence Awards provides oil and gas companies, organizations, and their contractors an opportunity to be acknowledged for their efforts in preserving the environment, contributing to the communities in which they work, and promoting safety in and around the workplace. For more information and to nominate a company or organization, please email info at steer.com or visit steer.com slash EFEA. Once again, that's info at steer.com or visit steer.com slash EFEA. Submit your entry or nomination today. Good luck. Hey, 2016 is a great time to grow your business, and there is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, alongside your host, Kim Bellotto. Kim, great guest today, Regina Mayer. Regina is the Energy and Natural Resources National Sector Leader for KPMG. Take it away, Kim. Well, thank you, Alvin. Today's guest is actually uh, the past immediate cover of the Shell Oil and Gas Business Magazine, uh, Regina Mayer, who is with KPMG. Regina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. It's great to be here. Well, you know, I'm so excited because, uh, one, you know, there's there are a lot of women in oil and gas uh, in the industry. However, your position and your company, it's very unique in the sense that it basically is kind of a service company to an oil and gas uh, company, as opposed to being in actually directly oil and gas. And being a female, we had a great opportunity to interview you. And so I just really thought it would be so great to get you on our radio show to introduce you to our listeners and talk a little bit about what you're doing. So let's start with, tell me a little bit about KPMG and what do you do there? Great. Thanks for that, Kim. KPMG, we're a full-service, professional services firm. We provide an array of different types of professional services across the oil and gas segment. That could be anything from financial statement auditing and a lot of very detailed accounting advice. It goes into tax services, both state and local tax for direct and indirect. It goes into income tax preparation, both for your employees as well as for your corporation. And it goes into things that you need to do for international tax reasons and even some advice around what's been happening recently with Brexit, as, as an example. And then we go into a vast array of consulting types of services, which might end up being more discretionary. But if there's an M&A, a merger and acquisition that's pending, or if um, there's a debt load restructuring, a corporate finance opportunity you might be looking to buy an asset. You need to do the due diligence around that. We can provide that type of service. Or if you're looking at transforming your organization, redesigning your corporate strategy, redesigning your organizational structure to begin with, implementing a new set of technology that might underpin your business, we can provide support there as well. We have almost 200,000 people around the world that serve all industries. And with the energy sector, we are the second largest uh, industry vertical within the KPMG structure, second only to our very large uh, financial services partners. So full service, uh, professional services, very broad, 
and deep across audit tax and advisory capabilities. And, and Regina, though, you head up this entire department. So what, what specifically is your job there with KPMG? So my title is I'm the national sector leader for energy for KPMG. I've had that role for about a year. Energy for us is, includes oil and gas companies. It includes power and utilities, chemicals, mining, and renewables. And we'll serve all types of clients, both the very, very large, the global Fortune 10, uh, down to the very small. It could be pre-IPO, it could be a startup, uh, or it could be a family-owned business or a middle market business. And we are very deep in, I think that's one of the things that differentiates us. We really understand the industry drivers. Even within oil and gas, it's a very diverse set of companies. You have those companies that go and find and extract hydrocarbons in lots of different places. It could be the Permian Basin, or it could be the Arctic, or it could be East Africa. And we understand the, ch- the challenges and drivers of all of those locations and what those upstream companies need to do. There then are the oil field services companies that provide support to uh, the drillers and the producers in those er- areas of the world. All kinds of technical support, the equipment, the people, the services itself to go and find and extract those hydrocarbons. Uh, we work with the pipeline companies and the, the companies that move and distribute the hydrocarbons all over the country or all over the world, uh, shipping as well as the other means of transportation. And then we work with the downstream manufacturers, the gasoline manufacturers, the petrochemical providers, and the uh, LNG regasification and liquefaction providers. And our what's exciting about our practice, Kim, is that we have people that really understand all the different intricacies of the needs of those businesses and how we can help from an audit tax or an advisory perspective. And, and you know, I just, that is so important because, uh, you know, being involved in oil and gas as well, it is an extremely complicated uh, industry. And, and you might not necessarily think that just as a general rule, but it really is. And so having an expert company understand the, uh, you know, back back office, if you will, really does make a difference. But Regina, you're also very special in the sense that you have a very interesting personal story of, of where you have been. So tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, how you arrived at KPMG. What have you done in the past? Well, thank you for that compliment, Kim. I really appreciate it. Uh, I am a Hawaii native. I was born and raised uh, in the state of Hawaii, and so feel Hawaiian in the sense that a Texan might, someone from Texas is a Texan or someone from California is a Californian. But my great-grandmother was a Korean picture bride, and so I'm a quarter Korean and spent uh, my formative years up until I was 18 and graduated from high school living in a multicultural, somewhat Asian environment with my family and a very diverse uh, family uh, background. I then left Hawaii and I went to Cornell University, which anybody knows is is familiar with upstate New York. It's in Ithaca, New York, not an easy place to get to, and has some pretty intense winters. So I'd never seen snow until I was 18. And uh, I think the first time I saw frost, I thought it was fertilizer that was spread across the the lawn. It was fun while it was maybe 50 or 60 degrees, but once it got really cold and it snowed a lot, it was very, it was a very challenging. But 
I, I was privileged to have an Army ROTC scholarship at Cornell. The, my parents were both teachers at the time. It would have been very difficult for them to have afforded to send me there. But um, the U.S. Army had a great program that covered tuition, and uh, I learned a lot. I mean, it was a it was a rigorous program. You you take classes, you do your physical fitness training, you go to summer camps. Um, we did competitions, obstacle course types of competitions. Uh, one of my specialties was I was uh, very quick at taking apart and putting back together an M16. I became a quite a good marksman. So it was terrific experience, taught me a lot about leadership and confidence. And one of the one of the privileged items I was able to do in the summer of 1987 was uh, as a cadet to go to Fort Benning to attend Army paratrooper training and to jump out of an airplane five times. Kim, Regina, great topic, and we do want to stay with us on the other side of the break, but that does mean we do need to take a break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bellotto, and our special guest today, Regina Mayer. We'll be right back. Ever feel like you've hit a wall with your business? Like you haven't been able to turn the corner on a new avenue for your company? Well, Turning Point Strategies is here to help. Turning Point Strategies is for those startup companies or companies that have been doing very well, but maybe want to move to the next level or are at a turning point. They're looking to think outside the box and that's where we come in. We provide those different strategies to help them turn the corner at that point where they need consulting services. At Turning Point Strategies, we can not only help you turn the corner, we will give you insight on how to prevent yourself from hitting another plateau. We have helped a lot of different companies at many different levels succeed. Call us today at 210-227-5678. Again, that number is 210-227-5678. And visit our website, turningpointstrategies.com. Again, that's turningpointstrategies.com. Are you at your turning point? Welcome back, folks, to In the Oil Patch with Shale Magazine. My name is Alvin Bailey, alongside your host, Kim Bellotto, visiting today with Regina Mayer, the Energy and Natural Resources National Sector Leader for KPMG. Kim. So before the break, Regina, we were talking a little bit about your experience that led you up to being with KPMG um, as the leader of KPMG in the energy sector. So tell us a little bit about when you went to go visit Fort Bedding. So that was a terrific experience. Kim, where I learned a lot about conquering my fears. I, I'm incredibly scared of heights. I was then. I'm even more so now. I actually still have nightmares about being forced to jump out of an airplane. And I was one of the first ones to jump. I was the first one to jump in my group on the first jump, which was a, a very scary but very confident building experience. Being in the military taught me a lot about what I wanted to do next with my life, and that was focus on government service and how we could make help make government more effective for the people that government exists to serve. And I was inspired to move on after Cornell to get a master's degree in public policy. I was fortunate enough to be selected by Harvard University, and um, the, Ronald Reagan was president at the time. And he was downsizing the military, so I was fortunate enough as a scholarship recipient to go straight into the U.S. Army Reserve and fulfill my commitment uh, through the reserves, which was a great experience because it allowed me to continue to devote my time and, and positive energies toward the military while still pursuing things that I, wanted to, that I knew I wanted to do from a career perspective going forward. 
So graduated from Harvard, decided then I wanted to go into consulting because I thought that would be a better way of being able to have an impact. Was a government consultant for a brief period of time in Washington, D.C., but in 1993, moved to Houston, and there began my, my passion for the energy industry. My first client was Enron. Uh, long before the troubles that it ended up having and when it was really a, a pipeline company, but I learned a lot there. And then I moved to work with a Midwestern refining company and worked in a refinery in eastern Kentucky for several years. Built a business transformation and a change management set of capabilities and, frankly, just a genuine respect, admiration, and love for all facets of the energy industry. That enabled me to, that passion and that desire to serve clients and that desire to continue to grow and learn about the great equipment that was producing hydrocarbons and refining it into gasoline led me to different leadership positions. And in 2006, I was fortunate enough to be asked to join KPMG. And KPMG as a firm has just been terrific to me, given me lots of leadership opportunities starting with running the oil and gas practice, then moving toward running Houston as a business unit for the consulting practice, and then growing into running all of advisory for energy nationally across oil and gas and power and utilities and chemicals and mining and renewables, and then finally uh, playing the role that I play today, overseeing nationally the energy practice and playing a key leadership role on the energy global leadership team with specific responsibility for oil and gas and utilities in the Americas. But it all started with those first few projects back in 1993. And one of the things I really admire about the industry is the depth of its technical innovation, the talents of its people. And when you get to tour a drilling rig or you get to walk around a refinery or you get to walk around a nuclear facility, you get such an appreciation for the engineering know-how and the vastly complicated problems that these people have already solved to bring us one of the best resources that has enabled our society uh, to be where we are today, and that is energy, right? The, The fact that we can turn on the lights and plug in our iPads and drive to work. I mean, that is the power behind our society. So, It's been terrific. I couldn't agree with you more. Energy is directly responsible for making our lives so comfortable in modern society. Regina, we do have to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to get into some energy topics with you as well. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. We will be right back. Hey folks, join Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine in partnership with the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation for the second annual State of Energy event. Shale Magazine and the CCREDC will welcome industry leaders, business, and community stakeholders for a discussion on the current state of energy sectors that include exploration and production, LNG and refineries, and the industry's future opportunities and challenges in a disruptive market. Our keynote speaker will be Karen Harbert, President and CEO of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce's Institute for the 21st Century. We'll also have a special panel of speakers that you won't want to miss. It's all happening on October 12, 2016 at the Omni Hotel in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. Doors open at 11.15 and the speakers begin at 11.30 a.m. So get your tickets at the CCREDC website 
That's www.ccredc.com. Again, get your tickets at www.ccredc.com, and we look forward to seeing you there. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. And you're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest is Regina Mayer, who's with KPMG. Regina, what kind of disruptors do you see on the horizon, and, and how do you see them affecting the energy industry? The disruptor question is a very interesting one, Kim, and, and I speak quite a bit about the disruptors. I see um, three major disruptors that will affect the industry today. There's a very large demographic set of disruptors. There's a technology, like a information technology set of disruptors. And then there is the technology within the delivery of energy itself, which is a potential disruptor. So let me just go through those three quickly. The demographic one is, to me, the most <laughs> interesting and exciting. You know, we've got the impact of the millennials. They are now the largest cohort within the U.S. They have very different behaviors around driving, how they view cars, and the shared asset economy with Uber and Lyft and those types of platforms that make cars a different type of asset. That coupled with the aging population, which is driving a move toward urbanization as baby boomers downsize, move into cities, we could see a very different shift in gasoline demand patterns. And we've done some research that shows that Actually, given all of those factors, cars as assets become better utilized, and the number of miles traveled by individuals goes up anywhere from a base case of 2 trillion miles per year in the next decade all the way to 5 trillion miles per year. So depending on how the electrical vehicle penetration affects that, you could see gasoline usage going from a no-slash-low-growth demand scenario, especially with fuel standards um, uh, increasing, to where you need more gasoline, not less gasoline. So that's a big disruptor, and, and it's not just gasoline usage. I mean, there's all kinds of, of things around uh, transportation that could change fundamentally given this big demographic shift. The information technology movement could drive major changes. Artificial intelligence and virtual reality are real technologies that can be used today. And artificial intelligence can be used to, be, to create this notion of digital labor. And the students of today, the kids of today, they're so attuned to using, um, playing video games and, and creating these virtual environments. Uh, if you take that to re operating a platform remotely with people using joysticks sitting in a central command center of some kind, that, that is very real. It could change the, um, the, the human element of how a lot of these assets get run in remote geographies. It could, once again, radically change the cost profile. Uh, and then the last one on the technology itself. So the utilities side of the house is, is probably ripe for the, the, the most change, and that's looking at battery storage. If we could ever get to the point where battery storage is scalable, those solar farms, for example, if they could have a very large battery that could keep and retain that energy that gets created during the day and then dispense it at night when it's most needed, 
that could radically change how power is generated and distributed. There are fuel cell technologies that could have a big impact as well, fourth generation solar, lots and lots of different types of technologies that will change how energy gets created and distributed and consumed that will have disruptive forces on the, the industry. It's one of the reasons why I'm still so excited about this industry 25 years in because it's still constantly changing. And the next decade is going to be going to bring even more changes than, than we can even begin to wrap our heads around now. And especially for somebody that is, uh, you know, a little bit older person looking and seeing all this new technology that's just evolving so quickly and being utilized in the industry to show it's all the energy industry and what they're taking advantage of or how they're utilizing it, how we are utilizing it as a as a community, as a population, it's just, it's mind boggling, but it's also an exciting and amazing time. I agree with you. A very, very exciting time that we are looking at with all the different uh, moving parts of how these different disruptors are going to come in and uh, possibly disrupt the market. But I want to just go back and revisit real quick, Regina, the the millennials. You know, there's also uh, going to the oil and gas sector. There's also a big population of uh, a, a sector that is getting ready to retire as well. Uh, the older changing of the guard, if you will, in the oil and gas sector, and they're looking towards the millennials of, you know, will they come aboard, will they not? And we visited your energy, your global energy conference, and you had a great uh, keynote speaker, Mike Walsh, who really gave some really great ideas to think about with how uh, oil and gas make a transition into attracting more of a millennial, the millennials and not staying focused on the way we, they've always conducted business. Uh, talk to me just briefly about that. What, were your, what, were, what are your thoughts on, on the presentation he gave? Well, I, I thought he had some terrific insights about how we, are, we have fundamentally rewired the brains of our children he showed the picture with a toddler, not even a toddler, it was a baby that could not walk yet, that was playing with an iPhone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, how many of you have done this, right? You've given your iPhone to your kid to keep them from crying. And and that is, we don't even know what the potential impact of that will be. And I, I, I mean it in a very positive way. But their ability to access information and how they interact with the world by swiping their finger and by pushing, a, uh, just hitting on an app and the expectations that they have that these things come up um, automatically. The phenomenon of, uh, of the new video game sensation Pokemon Go, which puts people in a virtual reality uh, situation, which my kids all are just crazy about. So the technological savvy of that generation is going to radically reshape how we do business. And I think it's going to make it okay that we're going to go through this great crew change. I think one of the other pieces of the demographics that make it okay is the baby boomers and even the greatest generation, the one before the baby boomers, no one's really ready to hang it all up and retire, retire. We're living longer. We want to stay mentally engaged. And there are lots of collaborative forums that these technological platforms allow us to do to tap on the brains of those that have incredible experience and leverage the capabilities of these highly technically savvy next generation that's coming in that will transform how work gets done. No doubt, Regina. We are definitely living in very interesting times. Uh, We have to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. 
Hey, you, do you want to go to the fastest growing oil and gas mixer in Texas? Ma'am, I'm all for growing my business, so you got my attention, but what is Teak? Teak is the Texas Energy Advocate Coalition, and we hold free business mixers to help businesses grow and network. Is there a fee to join? Not for the next 90 days. It's completely free. So there's no charge to join, no charge to attend mixers, but we do want like-minded individuals to attend who are interested in growing their business and networking. Well, I want to join. Where do I go? You go to shellmag.com slash teak, T-E-A-C, and click the join link. Enter your information and we'll get you set up. So let me write this down. That's S H A L E M A G dot com slash T E A C. Yes. Well, that sounds good. I'll see you at the next mixer. Oil Field Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oil field equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oil-filled parts for your fleet maintenance needs, oil-filled experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil-filled experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Caleb Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656 and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. Or you can always email me. A Bailey at KalegAuto.com. That's A Bailey, B A I L E Y, at Kalig, K A H L I G, Auto, A U T O.com. I look forward to seeing you down the road. Hi, I'm Kim Bellotto, host of In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and I'd like to invite you to a very special two day seminar Oil and Gas 101, sponsored by PISA Emerging Leaders Committee and GE Oil and Gas on September 28th and 29th. So, why is it so important to attend Oil and Gas 101? because this seminar gives you an overview of exploration, drilling, and production phases of oil and natural gas wells. There will be presentations on related subjects, including economics and refining too. So for more information, go to pisa.org slash events. Again, that's pisa, P-E-S-A dot org slash events. See you there. And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Regina Mayer, who is with KPMG. Regina, 
Um, I want to just change gears just a little bit and talk a little bit about KPMG's Energy Outlook Survey. Nearly 40% of oil and gas executives anticipate that the price of Brent crude will stabilize by spring of 2017. Do you kind of agree with this prediction? And um, what will it take for us to recognize uh, this prediction and for it to be realized? Well, I guess it depends on what your view of stabilization is. I think when we when we conducted the survey in May of this year, and it is with quite senior executives, I think about 150 senior executives within the uh, the oil patch, just not going down anymore would be the the view of stabilization. And if you recall from early this year, I think we dipped below 30 uh, for a brief period of time, which was absolutely traumatic. I, I do believe that the the supply and demand fundamentals do not support a sub-40 crude price for a long period of time or for any period of time, and that we do continue to have a supply overhang, but it's being worked through pretty quickly. And so there is a belief that 2017 will see a return to 60 and a stable 60, which would be the right level of relief for the industry to resurge and continue its investment and to continue to grow while the the reduction has helped um, create more competitiveness in the marketplace and, and really wean some of the more marginal players out of the market. Um, so we do see survival of the fittest. I, I have a personal expectation that it will end the year at 60 and stabilize at 60 through spring 2017. We will still see the occasional spike depending on geopolitical um, issues, but I do think that the overall supply and demand drivers are better understood in today's world. Rig counts are going up again, Um, and what's interesting about that is rig counts had been going down in 2015, but U.S. production was still going up. Um, So the U.S. producers are technologically a whole lot more efficient, and frankly, I think that's one of the factors that OPEC didn't didn't factor in, the competitiveness of the U.S. producers and how they would respond in a low-price environment. They got even better at what they do, and they got even more efficient. Uh, but I do think we've seen the bottom. There's a sense that 50, there's breathing room at 50, and that the supply overhang will be worked through by the end of the year, if not into early 2017, to bring things more in balance and will stabilize at something like a 60 in the spring of next year. Well, I will admit that you are uh, a little bit more daring than some of the other guests that we've had on the show of a prediction, of creating a prediction. Absolutely. All of them are like, well, I don't have a crystal ball, but... It- well, I know, I know. But don't take it to the bank. Right. Don't go buy stocks on that, on unnecessarily that. But Regina, I do want to thank you for being our guest today. You've definitely uh, brought us up to speed on some of the more global issues that are occurring in, on energy and energy topics as a whole, which doesn't just always include oil and gas, but it also includes renewables and solar. And so thank you for helping us to get up the big picture of really what is on the horizon, uh, what's coming in uh, the way of disruptors. 
And, um, you know, there, I would like for you to leave us with telling us if we have somebody who's interested in learning more about KPMG or getting in contact with you or even looking up the Energy Outlook survey that you guys conducted, where can uh, our listeners go to to find more information on KPMG and, of course, your leadership and, and your department? Well, thank you for that plug. www.kpmgglobalenergyinstitute.com, all one word. Become a member. We have a membership that's over 40,000 strong, and we offer terrific content, great access to insight, and that's a portal into the KPMG Global Energy team. I hope everybody listening takes the time to go sign up and become a part of our group. Well, Regina, it was a pleasure having you on uh, as a guest today, and we look forward to having you hopefully back on here soon. Thank you, Kim. Regina Mayer, thank you so much for joining us, and your, your title is really a mouthful, the Energy and Natural Resources National Sector Leader for, well, wait a minute, we're going to use that for our trivia today. You get to be the topic of today's trivia question, Regina. Get your emails ready because you're going to want to be the first correct email to radio at shalemag.com. Again, that's radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com. And you'll win a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful and yummy Palm Restaurant in Houston, Texas. Here it is. Regina Mayer is the Energy and Natural Resources National Sector Leader for what company? Again, be the first correct emailer to radio at shalemag.com and you'll win yourself a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. Kim, great show this week, but we do got to go. Be sure to like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash in the oil patch radio show and on Twitter at shalemag. Until next week, folks, thanks for joining us. We enjoy having you with us each and every week. And until next week, adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.